months later, we got three deals all at once. Two we wholesaled and one we rehabbed. And I was in charge of rehabbing. So that property that we rehabbed made 50000 net uh, within six weeks. This is The Real Estate Pod. I'm Ed Barone, co-founder of RentReady, the platform that makes renting easy for landlords and tenants. With this podcast, we aim to help landlords learn, scale, and invest. We also want to help you tackle the business side of real estate investing because being an investor or getting your first investment requires you to be an entrepreneur. It's about mindset and strategy. Stacy Rossetti is hosting the show today as part of a series that focuses on conversations with the women who are crushing it in real estate. Stacy herself is a real estate investing expert and coach out in Peachtree, Georgia, who specializes in real estate investing, rehabbing, and storage units. Let's get started. everybody. I'm back. This is Stacey Rossetti, and I'm talking to another badass uh, woman real estate investor, Joanna. And I've been here, uh, I've been, I've been uh, hanging out with her and I've known her for quite a while now. So we kind of go back actually. And so I wanted to introduce everybody to her and her story. She's, uh, she's a great investor and I know she's got some great tips for everybody. So introduce yourself, Joanna. Hi, I'm Joanna Anderson with Remnant Real Estate Solutions. Uh, happy to be on here with Stacy. Stacy and I used to coach together um, with Fortune Builders and brought in a, a lot of new investors and got them up and running in their business and succeeding. Um, so I'm so happy to be here to share uh, my experience, where I'm going, where I've been, and hopefully inspire some of you. Okay, good. So tell everybody real fast kind of how you got into uh, real estate investing. So uh, for me, there was, you want the long story or the short story? Uh, the medium story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I had, uh, as a non-investor, I had a house built uh, when I first got married and within three months we were moving again. This was in a brand new neighborhood where new houses were being built. So we couldn't sell our house that was considered old compared to the others, although it was only three months old. So anyone could just pay whatever they wanted for a brand new house. So why buy ours? So our house had to sit on the market for a long time while we moved to our new area. And at that point, we didn't want to rent anymore. So we had to find a property where we could afford both mortgages. And I chose a very, very distressed, haunted looking house in a nice neighborhood. Um, and I just could see the vision, how we could fix it while we lived there. Not as an investor, this was going to be a long-term house for us. Mm -hmm. um, so we moved there. Um, and just fixed it up as we were living there. And uh, the other house sold 10 months. It was on the market for 10 months <laughs> and it sold for less than uh, what we needed to get out of it. So this house that we were now living in that we fixed up, uh, we lived there for a year and then we were moving again. And so why did you why did y'all move so much? Uh, well, this was job related. Just was job, job related. related. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was thinking maybe military or something, but it's just no, not, not at all. Okay. Mm -mm. So um, we put it on the market and we sold it and made $40,000 unintentionally because we had planned to live there for a long time. It was not an investment property for us. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what 
if this is what we can do without intention, what could we do with intention? Mm -hmm. So years later, we decided to invest in our education um, so that we could do it the right way. And that was with Fortune Builders, uh, eight months into Fortune Builders. And let me just give a little background. I'm a I was a biology teacher, taught biology for 14 years. So no real estate experience at all. No aspirations to own my own business or anything at that time. Just wanted to be an educator. So once we uh, joined with Fortune Builders, got educated, eight months later, we got three deals all at once. Two we wholesaled and one we rehabbed. And I was in charge of rehabbing. So that property that we rehabbed made 50,000 net uh, within six weeks. The job, it only took me six weeks to how do much, How big was the rehab for that one for your first? It was rehab. a full gut, actually. Wow. <laughs> My contractors were just amazing. And then, of course, the education to know how to maneuver with, with that level of a project uh, was critical mm-hmm. for yeah. the success. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, 50,000 net. And I was like, that was for six weeks of work. I made 50,000. And I realized then that it took me a full year as a teacher to make (laughs) 50,000. So I was like, what am I doing? (laughs) What am I doing here? So knowing that that kind of power uh, was in real estate and as far as financially, and then what it compared to is my, my educator salary you know, it took me two and a half years to leave education because it's something that I absolutely love and I must do it. It's my gift. It's my passion to share with the world. So I had to figure out how can I still educate, still have time for my family, because that's really what I was in search of. And money just gives you options for that. And so I did end up leaving the classroom and um doing real estate full time. And then within Fortune Builders, there was an opportunity um, that they had open and they asked me if I would coach for them. And I was like, that's right up my alley. So so then I started coaching for Fortune Builders, which is where I met you, Stacey. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. So you are, you're, you're, I mean, you're a true teacher, just like I'm a teacher. I love teaching. When I'm teaching, I just, I have joy. I have so much joy in my heart. Yeah, And I really didn't realize this until kind of, uh, you know, later in the game when I started coaching as well, mm-hmm. So, uh, which is really cool. And I'm sure this is kind of the same way. I mean, I just love helping people. Uh, so talk about like your coaching. Are you still coaching for Fortune Builders? Yes, I coach for Fortune Builders. And then and I'm getting ready to launch my own uh, goal setting coaching. Okay, so, cool. So um, why did you decide on goal setting for your so for- goal setting for me? This is um, interesting story. I am now divorced. And but at the point, uh, this was three years ago, three years ago, um, my husband served me divorce papers. And I was floored because I had been with him for 22 years, my entire adult life. Since I was 18, I'd been with that man. And so all I really knew was us. All of my goals were related to us, to my children, to my husband, to my my family at that time. And so I had to do some real digging to remember who Joanna was and what Joanna wanted and what makes me tick. And so I set out on a journey to rediscover myself and to set some goals. 
And I sent them pretty high. I had just read uh, Grant Cardone's 10X, mm-hmm. or rather listened to uh, audio, yeah, yeah. Audible. That's good on Audible. And Audible it really though. is. He really, because he's powerful. He pumps you up and stuff. He does. I yeah. can do it over and over again. After, after I read that book, I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to do some 10X. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was like just spinning my wheels probably for the first year in that three-year divorce. Like it really took three years to get through the divorce. Yeah, I can imagine. Paperwork and all of that. So the first year I was just spinning my wheels, like what what happened to me and just finding me. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I don't have to feel like this. This does not have to be the end for me. And so I set out on a journey for my own goals and really dig in deep to figure out the why of my goals and how I'm going to accomplish these goals. And using the 10X rule, I set some really high goals for myself. And I was able to accomplish all of them after I sat down and really wrote out the entire process and mapped out how, how it would look, how I would get there, and what I would do when I actually achieved those goals. And um, so from that, you know, I was like, I'm really good at this. I was very proud of myself and I wanted other people to feel that same level of confidence, level of achievement. And so I uh, set out to uh, create this goal setting class mm-hmm. and uh, coaching around it. I love it. I love it so much. And I think what you what you truly understand, and I think what a lot of people really need to understand is that the more clear you are on what your goals are, what your priorities are, then the the easier it is to achieve them. Right. And that's kind of, I think that's kind of the basis of what you're saying is like, you got to get clear. Yeah. It's all about clarity, you know? And so when you have, and and, you know, I I started out, when I started out real estate investing, what I did was I created an an organizational chart of like how my company was right then and there. And then I created like this kind of like, this is what I wanted to become. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I would see that all the time. And I'm like, okay, like, how am I going to get to this? Is everything that I'm doing getting to this? And I think that's kind of, that's what goals are about, man. You yeah. have to have that vision. Yeah. I love that. So that's good. So I'm, I'm sure a lot of women that are listening and men that are listening are, are like, you know what, maybe I can, I can get some goal training. How do they get goal training up there? Are they going to just wait for your, we wait for your course to come out or what's going to happen? Yeah, it'll be launching in December. Okay. Time for the new year, which hopefully 2021 will be better than 2020. Although 2020 has been awesome for me uh, financially and with my business, but I know a lot of people had a lot of setbacks and it's, I would say it's probably tied into like the divorce process that I went through. You might've been with a job for a very long time and now that job let you go. Now what? Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. Right. A lot of people yeah. are making uh, some life changes and career changes. And it's just a great time to reset and rethink even in the midst of COVID. I agree. And so, and I think the key word, and and, and I think a lot of people hear this over and over is pivoting. So mm-hmm. if we're 2020, did you pivot? How did you pivot in the real estate world and in life? Yeah. So um, due to COVID, I initially, like most people, I was like, oh my gosh, what's about to happen? Am I going to be able to do any more deals? Because most of my income was from flipping properties. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, how how can I maximize my talents here? And so I've been a, a real estate agent for almost nine years, but I only did it for myself, for my own company. I was like, now I need to 
know how to serve other people in this industry and not just myself. So I increased my real estate, uh, my realtor business, and I started buying more rentals, which was already part of the plan Mm -hmm. um, for a larger goal that I have, but I just spread out. And then I was like, well, because I'm coaching now, what affiliates can I use? I'm always recommending people to this or that. How can I get paid for that? That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So yeah, how so you're they're thinking basically what you're saying is you're thinking about how many different multiple streams of income can I create? Exactly. Yeah, that's the goal. So tell me what are y'all what are you working on right now? Are you doing some uh, real estate deals or what what are you doing? So uh, realtor stuff, uh buying more rentals. I'm buying a lot of rentals, a lot more rentals than I had during the divorce. I lost everything. Mm-hmm. I had to sell all of my rentals including my kids' rentals. Um, in the divorce. And so I had to start from scratch. And with the 10X, I reset my retirement goals. I stopped believing the lie that I have to wait till 65 to retire. And I was like, nope, I'm going to retire at 52. And so then I mapped out what does that look like? And then I realized, you know, 52 is great for actual retirement, like the final retirement, but I want to live life before that. So then uh, I set another goal. My daughter graduates in two and a half years and she's my last. Uh, She graduates high school in two and a half years. And I'm like, that's when I'm going to be free. That's when I'm going to be free to live how I want to live. So that's going to be my first retirement. And so in order to reach that retirement goal, I have to have 40 rentals, uh, cash flowing at least 300 a month, each one. And that will be my first retirement. Then I mapped out what does that retirement look like for me? So that's going to be my nomad life. That's when I'll start living my nomad life. So maybe three months in Mexico, two months in Greece, five months in Africa, wherever I want to be, whenever I want to be. So how do you, if you want to do 40 rentals, like what is like, what do you, what is your, let me just give me kind of a synopsis of what your plan looks like. So um, I had to look Financially, what this looks like, um, I can easily buy twenty thousand, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollar homes. Okay, but those homes, and that was my original strategy to buy a bunch of those because they're easy to get. Mm-hmm. But those homes don't uh, have ARVs of at least a hundred thousand. So if I'm going to refinance those, I have to have it. Uh, where the ARV is at least 100000 because the lowest loan that I have access to, and hopefully somebody can point me in some other direction, is a $75,000 loan for rehab, okay. I mean, for a refinance. Yeah. yeah. So then I had to change my strategy to finding properties that I could renovate, and they would be up to that $100,000 ARV so that I could refinance, you know, do the whole burr strategy, get my cash out, buy more. Yeah. Yeah. And even if that meant getting my cash out meant that I bought another $20,000 property, at least I own it free and clear, you know, and then I could just use the cash flow to pay off the other ones. But um, that's been my strategy. I've been working with wholesalers more now to to bring you the deals to Mm -hmm. find the deals. Okay. Along with my own marketing as well. So obviously I'm trying to capture more properties. Just um, this year, my goal was to get 15 rentals this year. 15 rentals next year and then and then 15 the following year and then I only have five to get before 
before she graduates. Mm -hmm. Um, So this year so far, I've gotten 10. I love it. I was buying a hotel Mm -hmm. and I'm on the fence about it. I still have it under contract. Um, And that would have given me 11 more doors. So that would have crushed my goal for this year. Yeah, but it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It is a lot of work uh, during a hard time for me because I also just found out that I have breast cancer. So I have to decide which big project is most important to me. Obviously, my health and cancer needs to be forefront. And am I going to be able to fully focus on that and do a successful job at the hotel? I don't want to buy something that is going to take me five years to do because, you know, I have these other things on the plate. Or uh, or delegate that off. And I think also for next year, I would be, I would thinking about like, okay, so how can I still achieve my goals and, you know, go through what I'm going to be going through? Because that year, I think next year is going to be kind of hard, you know, for you to get a lot of stuff done. I know a lot, I know a lot of women are like, yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be able to work and stuff, you know, but it's really kind of hard. You don't really want to push yourself because, you know, like I said, I told you, I have a friend that went through it and she's like, She's like, you know, she's a badass investor. And she was just like, I'm going to push through. Mm-hmm. And then she just, she couldn't do a lot of stuff. So maybe think about just delegating. Uh, what you, what can you delegate off for next year as well? Have you been thinking about that or? Well, that's a great thing about my current business is that I operate in three states. I only live in one of them. Oh yeah, I wonder, where do you live and where do you operate? So I, I like, live in Charlotte, okay. um, but I operate in South Carolina, North Carolina, and Virginia. So a lot of my work is already delegated. Okay, yeah, because you have yes. to do that if it's out of your area. Exactly. So I can continue with the same uh, model. I would probably have to increase, you know, the delegation a little bit because some of these properties I do visit, or at least get a driver if you know if I'm too tired, just need my body present <laughs> to see the property. But um, I don't always see the properties. And I'm okay with that. I've, yeah. I've created systems and I've created teams um, to be able to handle that for me. And that's honestly how you scale up anyways. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody, no one person can do everything. Right. It's just not possible, you know, so you have to be able to, you know, and I say a lot of people, most people, I think they have all my students, they have issues with like relinquishing that control, mm-hmm. handing it off to somebody else. But the truth is, is that once you do that, you're able to scale up even more. Yeah. And we do it so often. Um, DoorDash, you know, yeah. having the groceries, pick, you just drive up and pick up the groceries. <laughs> yeah, I'm so good at that. Why not incorporate those same things within your business? Exactly. I agree too. Yeah. Great tips. Okay, good. All right. So now, uh, so do you have any, like, so now let's just talk about, have you seen any changes over the past couple of years until now with like uh, women real estate investors? Oh, we are out here. Yeah. (laughs) We are multiplying. What's going to happen in the future? (laughs) Women have found their strength. Uh, in all parts of of business and definitely in real estate. And I just uh, want to continue to fan their flames. And, you know, this is our this is our market. We can take it over if we want to, or we can stand side by side with our fine young men and work together. But let uh, there be no mistakes. We are here. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. I say, better watch out. We're coming. Yeah. I'm tired of like, you know, I'm tired of real estate investor conferences where there's like no men 
that I mean, there's no women on yeah. the like on the docket. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? There's so many badass women out there. Let's get out there and like let's you know let's let's get our voice heard. Yeah, I'm speaking at one uh, coming up in in a few weeks. Um, that's going to be virtual. We normally do it in Vegas, and there's five women out of 26 speakers. But look, we're here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good start. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And in the beginning, there was no women on that thing. Right. <laughs> so, okay, good. All right. Okay. What else? Um, any final tips or anything else you want to say to to the men or the women out there listening um, about like getting started in real estate investing? You know, anything like this? Um, first and foremost, I would say invest in your education. It is so worth it. You would not have a doctor work on you that had not been educated. Uh, getting educated in real estate investing will save you so much headache, save you money, stress. I can't overemphasize it enough. And it'll make you more money. Like I, there's no way I could have made that 50000 on a full gut without the education. I was going to say that is that that the reason that because I always tell my students don't do huge full guts on your first deal unless mm-hmm. you have a coach by your side that's telling you yes you could do this yes do this. Mm-hmm. I was even able to structure seller financing on that first deal because of my coach. I had no idea that even exists or how to uh, work it but because I had a coach that coached me through it you know I was able to do it. So definitely invest in your education. Um, second tip is get an accountability partner, someone that's going to push you to that next level, that's going to hold you accountable for the things that you say you're going to do, because we can always find excuses why we can't do something or reasons why it can wait. Your goals cannot wait. Your dreams can't wait. This is all we have is now. So do it now. Mm-hmm. How, how do people find accountability partners? So within Facebook groups. You can find uh, with other investors, you can find other investors that are looking to grow and then um, see if they want to be accountability partners. Uh, Even within your circle of friends or family, but don't just pick anyone, pick a go-getter, someone that has something to accomplish like you. And it does not have to be in real estate. You're just both trying to reach a goal. And so you're going to hold each other accountable for it. Thanks for listening. We're so grateful to be able to learn from these active investors, entrepreneurs, and all-around amazing individuals who want to share their success with you. The real estate investing community really is a unique community to be a part of. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can rate or review the podcast in whatever podcast app you're listening to. It would mean a great deal to us to learn what you like, what you don't like, and even questions we can answer on your behalf. You can also subscribe to The Real Estate Pod on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.